You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. And I, I think that's really important. And I think that, you know, I all brings bring our leaders in sometimes too and ask them point blank, hey, what's the what's the mood of the team? What are you right. feeling? Because yeah. I feel like I have a good feel for my team. That's one of the things I I feel like I'm pretty good at is is understanding people um and understanding, you know, hey, if I make this decision, this is gonna make this kid upset, you know, and their parents, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I have to be on top of that and in front of that. Um, but sometimes I'll ask those kids, what, you know, what is the feeling of the team? What are, what are you guys thinking? What are you feeling? And, and they'll look at you sometimes and you can see it on their face. They're afraid to tell you. Right. And I tell them, you know, guys, don't worry. I'm not going to hold this against you. We need to get through, through this. What, what's going on? Let's figure this out together. I'm not going to hold things against you. You can tell me things that you need to tell me. And, and sometimes as a coach, you got to be prepared that some of those things might hurt. You know, they, some of the yeah. things that you need are, are, are direct results of some of the things that you've done or said and that you didn't realize at the time. And uh, so you got to be prepared for that and you got to be um, strong enough to understand that that's in the end, that's going to help the whole team and help you as a person and you as a coach get better because you're going to learn from that and learn from what the kids are thinking or saying, you know, what, what the kids see and perceive sometimes is a lot different than what you think as a coach that they're seeing and perceiving. Right. To empower them to tell you some of those things sometimes and feel like they can do it without any, you know, any consequences to it is, is a good thing for them to learn too, because I want them to be able to do that with the people they're leading someday. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think you're spot on there, coach. If you're a high school coach, I challenge you because empowering them for those decision making, making maybe you aren't at that that point yet, and you still don't feel comfortable. But I challenge you to to take what what coach Coach White just said. Empower them to at least tell you how the team is feeling, because. It, and you have to make them feel comfortable that they're not going to get their, their heads bitten off. If it's something that you have done, you need to put your ego aside as a coach and understand some things that you think were the best decisions in the entire world. And you thought it was going to turn your season around might have the complete opposite effect. And until you hear that from a player unabashed and with no fear of consequences, you might continue doing it and driving your team into the ground instead of being able to say, okay, you know what? Maybe I don't know everything. Maybe I don't know how the team feels. Let me just make sure. Let me, let me get a check here from the leaders on my team who, who were either voted by their peers or I have trusted to be my earpiece. Let me get their, their take on how the team is doing. And, and I think even if you are not comfortable giving them decision-making power, you at least have to empower them to the point where they are unafraid to give you their opinion even if it's going to be unpopular with you. 
I, I just think that's huge. And, I, and the other piece of that, um, Luke, that I think is important is watch your relationship grow with your, with your players when that happens. Yeah. Your relationship with your players goes to a whole new level. Um, and, that, and that's why we're in it, right? I mean, we're in it for relationships, yeah. to have good, solid, positive relationships with our players. Um, I always said I, one of the ways I, I measured our program was how many kids, you know, again, the 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago um, from when they played from us, how much um, interaction do we still have with them? Mm-hmm. You know, because trying to build relationship, positive relationships, supportive relationships, um, that are life last, lifelong lasting relationships that can help kids um, all the way through their life, not just um, not just at the now, not just at the time they're playing for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it comes back to that measuring stick. And I love, you know, that's been a theme here today in our conversation is understanding what your long-term goals are and, and coming up with ways to make sure you stay on that track. And then putting in place systems and, and everyday decisions that keep you on that track. And, and it's always towards that final goal. And, and the relationship piece is so important. And it, and it comes back to communication on a daily level. It's, it's one of the, the tenets of leadership at the captain's coach, again, is, is communication um, is one of the most important pieces of leadership, how you interact with your, your leaders and your team on a daily basis. And, and like you said, watching your relationships grow is one of the most satisfying things to a coach. Um, seeing players open up to you about things outside of sports, about, you know, college decisions, about uh, relationship advice, about school advice with a teacher, any, anything like that. Once you open them up to talking freely without consequences of, of you being upset with them because they didn't like one of the decisions you made, they'll start talking to you about everything and, and your ability to impact them in a positive way just grew tenfold. Yep. There, there's no doubt that communication piece is huge. And uh, just moving a little bit forward with, with some of these captain's questions, was there ever a time on one of your teams or, or even in the athletics department that you went through a time of conflict and was there something that you did as a coach to lead the team through it? Or, or was there anything a, a captain may have done to kind of lead the team through it as well? Well, I think, you know, we all face those times uh, in a season where they get tough, um, where something's not going your way, either individually or as a team. Um, Again, for me, Luke, it's all about the communication piece. Um, For me to lead our team through something like that or a player through a difficult situation and before, it's that – eye to eye uh, communication piece that fixes most everything. Um, I, I just have found that if you let things fester uh-huh. and, and things are festering more and more and more because you're not communicating with the right people or not communicating with the person that's upset or communicating with the person that had a problem or so forth, um, you, you're going to get into a no lose. You're going to get into a lose lose uh, situation. Uh-huh. So as a coach, I think you have to be in tune to that. I think you have to be in tune when you make decisions. Um, somebody's probably not going to like it. Exactly. <laughs> and 
you need to be out ahead of that. You need to be out ahead of that. Hey, if I make a decision where this kid's not playing again today, I probably need to sit down with him after the game or even before the game and have a conversation with him. Right. And some of the things that are going to be said might not be um, the most positive things that you've ever heard, you know? And, but the thing about it is, is you're allowing that kid to know that you care about him by speaking to him. Exactly. And I tell kids this all the time. I owe it to you to be positive, to be as honest with you as I can. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to tell you the truth. Now, sometimes you're not going to enjoy that. You're not going to like the truth, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, this is why you're not playing right now. And how can I help you overcome that? How can I help you work on a skill or something that maybe you're missing that's preventing you from playing? Or maybe it's your attitude at this point. We can't have you in the lineup because every time you strike out, you throw your bat and you clear the dugout. And that's kind of how I was in high school. I had to learn the hard way. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a situation where, again, when adversity hits, opportunity uh, rises in the opportunity to sit down and speak with a kid one-on-one -on -one or, or two kids, you know, two-on-one -on -one or whatever it might be mm -hmm. and let them know that you're going to be as honest with them as you can. That's the piece I think that you have to do and let them know that you care about them first. Um, say, you know, I'm pulling you in here because I care about you. I know you're upset that you're not playing, you know, let's talk about it. This is what I'm thinking. What are you thinking? And then I always give them a, a chance at the end to tell them. I always say to them, tell me what you've heard in our conversation. What are you thinking? Yeah. What are you? Because I want, I, I really do want to know. I want to know what they're feeling and thinking and what they heard in our conversation. Right. So we're on the same page. Yeah, that's huge. And, and I love that. That's a great, that last piece you just mentioned, Coach, is, is one of the most important parts of communication you know it's not just about you talking or you listening it's about making sure that what you said was heard the way you intended it and your exactly. message was actually received there's all too often two people are talking back and forth and they actually didn't understand anything the other person was saying but they think that they got their message across so both people leave the conversation happy or, or at least thinking, Hey, I got my message across and nothing changes. And neither person knows why, because they think their message was heard, but they didn't hear anything. Um, so I think always checking in at the end of a conversation and just that little check, just, Hey, what did you pull from, from what I just said? Hey, like, how do you feel after we had this conversation? Um, like, do you still hate my guts, but do you understand yeah. why? You know, and, and hearing and getting that feedback is difficult. Again, it's it's putting your ego aside again as a leader, and understanding you're not always going to hear the good stuff. You know, it's, it comes back to the classic: you can please some people all the time, and you can please all people some of the time, but you're never going to please all people all the time. It's just There's, not going to happen. It's not a realistic thing to shoot for. No, it's not, and especially in the job of a coach. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's literally like, impossible. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And it took me a long time, Luke, to realize that, to be honest with you, because mm -hmm. I, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't want you leaving here unhappy. Right. I, I want you when you, when you're done playing in our program, I want you to say it was a great four years. You had a great time. 
Now, is that going to happen with every kid? No, because yeah. not every kid's going to play every game and not every kid's going to make it four years and not every kid, you know, because you do have to make those tough decisions and, and you do have to put program, you know, you know, as a priority sometimes, you know, because you, you're there for all kids, not just for one kid, but you can be there for each kid. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense what I just said, because I'm kind of uh, contradicting myself a little bit there, but it, it is, you, you're there for all the kids, but you're there for each individual kid. And that's where coaching gets kind of tough sometimes. And, and, but the, what I have found, um, we would have preseason meetings with each one of our players and we do it over the winter time. And sometimes those meetings were, Hey, I don't think you're going to make it this year. I, you know, this is where you're at. This is where you are in our program. This is the depth chart. This is kind of why blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, again, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this because I'm being honest. I, I, I want to be as honest with you as I can. I owe that to you because you've worked hard in our program and now I have to make some tough decisions, but I'm going to be honest with you in those decisions. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to look at it. And, and I don't think you're, you're contradicting yourself at all by saying you're there for all the, all the kids on your team, but also for each kid individually. I, I think those are definitely reconcilable thoughts and ideas. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, it's a balance. It's an art. And again, another tenet of leadership at the captain's coach is that leadership is an art. It, it, it's it's finding the balance between tough decisions and the decisions you know you have to make, um, making people unhappy um, or trying to please them. Uh, it, it, it really is that delicate balance between the two spectrums. And, and it, like you like we were saying earlier with three P's, it's what leadership is. It's it's finding balance between all those things. Um, yep. And I, I think you've given some some great advice here, Coach. And definitely some some easy takeaways that, that young coaches can utilize tomorrow and some, some ideas for even team captains, captains out there or any leaders on teams. I challenge you to, to have a conversation with your coach and let him know, Hey, I, I think I have some valuable insight with, with how the team's feeling. Hey, like, I don't know if you're aware of this coach, but we're feeling this way. This is the mood of the team or, Hey, you know, who's been looking great in practice and I think deserves some more playing time just have challenge. I challenge you to have just little tidbits here and there and you'll see your coach open up because they'll start to realize, Hey, the leaders on my team actually, you know, they got a little bit more to offer than, than maybe I thought originally I was comfortable giving them, but they'll start including you in decisions. They'll start including you in, in conversations at the very minimum. If you force that upon them and it's going to be uncomfortable, but you know, that's part of leadership as well is, is, is stretching your comfort zone. Um, but do you have any other advice for, for team captains out there or any other coaches looking for, for guidance in terms of leadership development? You know, the biggest thing for me is it's, it's about relationships. It's about building positive, strong relationships with people. I think where um, a lot of leaders go astray a little bit is they don't put relationships first. Um, they put what I call data first. Data is wins and losses, batting averages, right? all those things. They put those things first instead of relationships and people first. Um, it's another one of my P's. I have more than the three P's. I have some other P's, but one of my other P's is people. Um, you got to put people first. Um, that's, what, that's what we're here for. Um, my perspective is uh, uh, my two oldest children are, are surviving triplets. We lost a little girl 
in that process. And uh, so I have a perspective of, you know, you, you are out there playing a game and you're out there participating in gaining knowledge for life. And my daughter never had that chance. Um, and that's, that's kind of my perspective on it. And when we talk about people, we talk about people first as a leader, you know, that's, to me, that's what it's about. It's about relationships, not data. And um, you develop those big, strong relationships. You were talking earlier about your uh, playing lacrosse at West Point and playing with some of the best people in the world. Those relationships that you have built with those people are going to be long-lasting and life-lasting. And um, that, that's important. And those, those things are important to, to be able to take care of people, empathize with people, care for people, um, help people grow. And you watch yourself get fulfilled, help people grow, help people um, thrive in what they're doing, and watch your self-fulfillment grow. And um, it, it's, a, it's a great thing. And, and being a leader, you have that opportunity every day to help people grow and get better and thrive. And uh, just, it's just an awesome thing to think about when you, when you really look at it that way. Yeah, no, I love it. It, it focus on the people, focus on the relationships. Yeah. I've, I've used this quote a, a bunch of times on the show with guests and I, I come back to it all the time and feel bad. I still haven't looked up who, who it was from originally, but um, a leader without any followers isn't leading. He's just walking. Yes. And if you, if you ignore the people and your relationships, you're not leading. You're, you're, you're just out there by yourself. Exactly. Um, yeah. You might be trying to accomplish a goal, but you're, you're, you're accomplishing not a goal towards leadership. You're, you're accomplishing something else and I don't know what it is. Um, but I think that's great advice. And, and like we said, always start with what your long-term goal is and, and work from there. Um, I know I've taken up a, a little bit of your, your Sunday morning here, coach. So we'll, we'll head to the, to the end here, but I always ask this question. It's my favorite question. Um, my listeners know I get a different answer every single time. Uh, so what is your definition of leadership? Um, my definition of leadership is caring about people. It's, it's about, um, taking people, helping them grow, taking them beyond what they think they could do, um, taking them to a place in their life where they feel good about themselves, feel good about the world around them and feel good about them leading other people down the road. Um, I want people to feel empowered to make good positive decisions that are based on people that are based on relationships that are based on caring for people that are based on teamwork and, and working as part of a team. When you accomplish something as a team and you're the leader of that team and you realize that everyone had a piece of being a part of that success and you're the one who led them to that, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Not that you did it, but that your team did it. Um, and I think leadership is about leading people beyond what they thought they can do. And I call it their light bulb moments. Um, when you can get the light bulb to turn on in people, because I believe everyone has the ability to do great things. Some people don't have the confidence to do it. Mm -hmm. Can you lead people to their light bulb moment where the light bulb turns on and they transform themselves into something that they didn't think they could be? Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, that's definitely a focal point in your definition that I haven't heard um, quite articulated in that way yet. It's, it's focusing on the growth of the individuals on your team and 
sometimes you get a little too focused on the team as a group and you may ignore the growth of the individuals and, and leading them to their aha moment. But that really is what sports is. It's, it's about growing as individuals and, and helping those people grow and take those skills onward. So I, I, I love that, that definition and that focus on the individual relationships, which definitely has been a, been a theme here today. Uh, but what would you say maybe two or three characteristics or, or factors are that, that are truly great signs of a great captain? They're selfless. Um, they put the team in front of themselves. They're selfless in terms of the other kids on the team. They'll do whatever they can to help those other kids of the team. You know, one of the great things you can watch as a coach or a leader is when kids who have come through your program come back to watch your teams play to support the kids that they had led before. Yeah. Um, I, I think people overlook that. Um, they're not coming back just to watch your team play. They're coming back to watch the kids that they had a chance to lead and be a part of. Right. And they're watching them and how they've come around full circle to yeah. see if they're now leading other people. So and they might not tell you that. They might not even know it themselves. But that's why they're coming back. They're coming back to see how, the, how well they did as a leader mm -hmm. in terms of getting those kids to play a varsity sport or, mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. And um, so I, I, th I think those are, those are important things that a leader must have is the empathy, caring piece. I think um, when we're talking about um, kids who are great leaders, they never use the word I or me. Yeah. They use the word we or us. Yeah. And I think that's a good, good trait of a leader. I think uh, uh, just somebody that puts others above themselves. Um, and, that, and that's a hard thing nowadays. Um, in our country and in the world, the kids aren't getting modeled that very often anymore. And uh, I, I, I think, I just think that's the most important part. It's great. I couldn't, couldn't have said it any better than you coach. Uh, those are unmistakable signs of, of leadership. And I, I, the piece about coming back and watching those that, that were the younger guys on the team when you were there, it's, it's so true. I mean, we, we love watching uh, guys that, you know, our, our senior class went to the Army Navy lacrosse game this past year, and we loved seeing the guys that were freshmen when we were seniors or the seniors this year. Um, and, you know, they had a, a, a wild overtime victory this last spring against Navy uh, on Navy's turf. So it was, it was awesome to see that. But you're right, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just because we used to play on that team. It was – we were so excited for that senior class and what they were able to accomplish uh, – then and throughout the season and they ended up winning the first conference championship since I think 2010 so again it wasn't oh it's great that the that army lacrosse won because we used to be a part of that it was we were so happy for for that graduating senior class after after seeing them as as freshmen and having a a, a piece of their their growth so that's it, it's spot on you're giving me um I know this sounds kind of corny but you're giving me goosebumps right now when you're telling me that story because it's almost like a proud parent, right? Yeah, um, no, it's exactly what it is. You, know, you, you, you had a chance to be leaders of those, of those men, of those young men. And now you're watching them come full circle and be leaders too. And it makes you feel like you've done something for somebody else. And yeah, no, it, it's like you said earlier in the conversation, there's no greater feeling than that. It's awesome. And, and that's the self-fulfillment that you get out of being a leader that people overlook as well. 
It's not about the data. You just said it. It's not about them winning the league championship. Is that great? Yes, that's awesome. It's the greatest feeling in the world is to win a, a, a league championship, conference championship, and, and you know, with uh, Army versus Navy type stuff. I, it's it's amazing. One of my best friends growing up was a linebacker at Navy, so I understand that piece of it. And it's um, it's it's a special thing to win that. But it's the the self satisfaction you guys got of knowing that your leadership brought them to that is the greatest thing in the world. Leaving a legacy is what it's about. Yeah, it it really is. It's pretty awesome. Well, uh, again, like I said, I I don't want to take uh, too much more of your time this morning, Coach. But I got to get what is a book you most often recommend to to either your players or other players or or any coaches. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of them. I, I really love reading John Gordon's stuff. I don't know if you guys have read any of his stuff. Um, I have not. I'm sure Ben has because he he's quite a, quite a reader. But no, they're, they're simple reads, but they're, they're very powerful. Um, it's good leadership. Um, I really enjoyed reading. There's a book, uh, I can't remember, but it's about four leaders of our country. It's about the, the two Roosevelts. Uh, Linda B. Johnson and Abraham Lincoln, and it's called Leadership in Turbulent Times. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite books. It's, it really talks about how these guys led our country during turbulent times. And every one of the themes in that of those four people was people. They wanted to serve the people as a whole, not just as a party or, or whatever, but they wanted to serve the United States people as a whole. Um, I love that book. Um, David Goggins, I just got done reading his books, uh, yeah. his book, pretty amazing stuff. I love the um, Navy SEAL books. There's a, there's a book called um, uh, uh, Fearless about a Navy SEAL that's really good. Um, talk about going through turbulent times and coming out uh, as a Navy SEAL. It's pretty amazing. And then Jocko um, yeah. with uh, – the Navy SEAL um, accountability book, ownership, taking ownership. I yeah, love extreme, them. extreme ownership. Yep. Yeah. Love them. That's a good one as well. And I'm, I'm trying to write a book now. I'm, I just, oh, okay. got, yeah, I just got done. It's called the, my three P's, my purpose, perspective, and passion. So um, we'll definitely, yeah. we'll definitely put a, a link there in the show notes uh, to that book. I'm guessing it's, you can get it on Amazon or, I'm about ready to, yeah. I'm trying to get it edited and then over to Amazon. So I'm I'm into that stage of that now. So, yeah, Ben Ben also just recently uh, uh, published a book as well. Um, he did. Yeah, he yeah. he was the one telling me. <laughs> uh, yeah, to do the so to, to do that. the Amazon yeah. thing because yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll definitely keep keep the listeners posted on on when that hits uh, Amazon and when it when the final final product is ready for you. Um, but we'll put a link to all these other books as well into the show notes for anyone trying to uh, find some good reading material and, and some, some more thoughts on, on the subject of leadership. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been a pleasure coach. Uh, thanks again for taking time out of your Sunday morning. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, and I hope the listeners got even a, a tiny bit uh, of what I gained from this conversation because, because it was a lot. Um, so thank you. Thank you again. Well, thank you, Luke. I appreciate what you guys are doing. I think it's hugely important in our society nowadays of, of what you're trying to do. And I thank you for your service to our country as well and what you did at West Point. It's, that's, people don't realize the, uh, the, how, how tough that can be at times. And uh, I, I really look up to you for that. So thank you for everything. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, Coach. Thanks. 
have a, have a good rest of your day and uh, good luck out there with the, with the baseball season coming up. You too, Luke. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Have a good one. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulet. If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.